one. Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. We made it through a wet and wild week one. Joe, uh, I know that you and I were out at a few different games. Uh, We got poured on. We had a few lightning delays. We had uh, a postponement. And yet we both made it through. Thank goodness. And, of course, I am two games up on you in the standings. Yeah, I'm already uh, worried about how that's going to turn out. And I'm going to get the belt polished up so that at the end of the season I hand it off to you in good condition. Uh, You know, two two games down already. And that's going to be rough for me to come back from. But we'll see. It It was as crazy an opening week as I can remember. Three of the top five teams in the HSExtra.com poll losing. Uh, Now some of that was who they were playing against. They were were going out of the county against some tough competition, but still a surprise. But the really surprising thing to me was that despite those losses, the poll wasn't shaken up that much. Uh, Dudley dropped from number one to number four. Page actually moved up from number five to number three, losing 28-27 at Davie County. We have a new number one. That would be Reedsville. Not a a big shock there. They were number two. Uh, A convincing 48-0 victory over High Point Central in a game that was the uh, postponed because of weather. The Rams were the 2A state champions last year, had a lot of talent coming back. They ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown and just literally picked up right where they left off last season. Grimsley moves up to number two from number four with a dominating, again, 34 nothing victory over Northern Guilford. That game uh, had looked a little different at the start. Northern Guilford's driving the field, but Grimsley comes up with an interception in the end zone. Runs it back 75 yards, sets up their first score. They were up 14-0 Friday night when the game was interrupted because of weather. As soon as they picked the game back up, uh, Quan Nora with a 75-yard touchdown run, and that kind of set the tone again. And both of those teams, I think, Spencer, are are what we thought they were. Yeah, they definitely are. Uh, I don't think that many people around the area were expecting Grimsley to move up to number two already. But if you have a chance to go to a football game uh, that doesn't involve your child, uh, Grimsley is a team you're going to want to go pay to see this year. They have some massive weapons uh, on the offensive side of the football. And obviously, Travis Shaw, who we featured in our uh, in our lineman feature uh, this year, is the real deal. And you're going to want to see him while he's still in high school and watch him develop uh, because he's going to be a name that you'll be hearing for a long time coming. We want to talk about the two teams uh, that were, well, one that moved up losing and one that dropped from number one losing. First of all, I'll talk a little bit about the Page Pirates, who were number five, lose 28-27 at Davie, move up to number three. I think more a reflection of uh, other losses and the fact that the teams that were ranked behind them weren't that impressive, didn't really do enough to pass them in the poll as far as the coaches were concerned. But I was at Moxville uh, at War Eagle Stadium, Davie County. I was there Friday, and it was there Saturday because the game wasn't played Friday night because of lightning. It was it was two different games, really, for the Page Pirates. They were down 28-7 with a little over six minutes to go in that game. Javondre Page led a frantic comeback. They recovered an onside kick late. The Pirates scored with five seconds to go in regulation to cut it to 28-27. And rather than trying the extra point and trying to see if they could force overtime, Coach Jared Rolfus and his players all to a man said they, they believed in what he did. He went for it. They decided to go for two. 
Javondre Page again scrambling, throws the pass over the middle to uh, running back Jalen Melton, who looked like he was open. Uh, defender came in from behind. There was some uh, question on the Page side about whether it was interference or not, but the end result was the pass was incomplete, was knocked out of his hands, and 28-27 Davey was the final. But the way that Page team came back certainly was impressive. The way they fell behind, not so much. Uh, their offensive line struggled to open holes between the tackles and the running game. They give up five sacks, and it could have been more except for the fact that Javondre Page and uh, sophomore Alonzo Barnett, who also played a good bit in that game, both did a great job of eluding pressure and moving around and throwing on the run, so the sack total could have been worse. Again, part of it was Davie County has uh, a couple of twin brothers, uh, 6'1", about 320 up front on the defensive line, who wreaked havoc all night and, and really gave that Page offensive line some fits, but... The Page offensive line has to get better. And Page also was gashed on some running plays up the middle. And that, that's something that you don't generally see with Page football teams. A lot of work still to do for them. But uh, I think it, it, it can get done. They're going to be a player, obviously, when they play Grimsley last week of the regular season. That's probably going to determine the Metro 4A title. But a lot's going to happen between now and then. Spencer, you saw Dudley at West Forsyth. That was uh, the result maybe... Dudley losing to West Forsyth maybe didn't shock me that much. The score, 42-13 West Forsyth, and the way the Titans dominated that game did surprise me. What's your take on that one? Yeah, Adrian Snow, the head coach over at West Forsyth, decided to keep the ball on the ground uh, for most of the game. The field was wet. It was drizzling out and pretty much took a, a, a page right out of the Dudley playbook. Uh, ran in between the tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, doubled down on Peyton Page, ran to the opposite side of Miles Murphy, and uh, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Um, it, it was impressive on West Forsyth's half. Uh, I know that Stephen Davis and Dudley uh, not very happy with what he saw. Uh, the offense really couldn't get anything going. Uh, the defense ran out of gas, in my opinion. It wasn't even um, that they played badly. Uh, they ran out of gas. They were on the field too long. Uh, made some nice plays in the secondary. Those guys were flying around to the football. Um, if that ball was in the air, there was someone to make a tackle right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this was more that the offense could not sustain a drive and could not stay out on the field, and the defense just saw too many plays. Yeah. The other top five team in our poll last week that lost, Southeast Guilford, uh, went down to Scotland. Matchup of uh, Southeast, the 3AA runner-up last year in the state, and Scotland, the 4A runner-up, which really gave East Forsyth a battle in the state championship game. Heavy graduation losses on both sides in this one, but Scotland uh, dominated the game 27-3, and there was, there was a distraction for Southeast Guilford leading into this one. Uh, a week or so out before the game, uh, some players for the Falcons uh, were diagnosed with uh, bacterial skin infections, including one confirmed case of impetigo. The players ultimately were all cleared to play in the game against Scotland, but had to be a distraction during the week uh, leading up to the game. And, you know, a concern, obviously, health health before the football part of it. But, uh, uh, like I said, another one where... The outcome didn't surprise me. That's a tough trip for the Falcons to make with so many graduation losses, but the fact that they only mustered three points against Scotland uh, says that their offense has some work to do uh, before they get back into conference play for them. Yeah, they, they definitely do. Uh, when you look at the 4A landscape, Scotland, East Forsyth, and uh, 
Grimsley are the names that come to mind right now. Also, look out for Butler. Uh, there's word that they might be going small 4A this year. Mm-hmm. That's four really good teams Yeah, uh, that, that could be battling it out in regional finals. Yeah, very, very tough uh, group there of teams. I think it's probably time to take a look a little bit at this week's game, some of the key matchups. And I guess the one I would want to start out with is Northern Guilford going to Page. Northern's uh, 34-0 loss to Grimsley, another margin that was a little bit surprising, the fact that the Nighthawks couldn't get on the board in that one. You know, They had that interception when it looked like they were driving for a touchdown on their first possession, and they didn't really do a whole lot after that. Uh, you know, some difficulties moving the ball. And, you know, Grimsley's going to do that to a lot of people. But uh, going into that game with Page this week, one of those two teams, whether it's Northern, Guilford, or Page, is going to be 0-2. And that is definitely not the way either of those programs expected to start the season and not the way they would have wanted to. No, it's definitely not. And uh, there were high hopes uh, for both squads coming in. Uh, this is a crucial game. I, I mean, you want to talk about keeping your locker room sane or, or potentially losing your locker room. Uh, this, this is a huge game for both coaches, and I think that they know that. Yeah, that's where I will be on Friday night, Marion Kirby Stadium over at Page High School. Looking forward to seeing that one. Uh, it should be very interesting. Another team that's looking to rebound, Dudley. We talked about them. They are going to number eight Ragsdale this week. Uh, something worth noting in, in Ragsdale's opener was a uh, 33-13 win over Southern Guilford. Uh, and it adds a little bit of spice to this matchup. Former uh, Dudley backup quarterback, and he... he Played significant snaps. Alston Hooker, younger brother of Hendon Hooker, made his debut after transferring to Ragsdale. And he had a nice game, threw for over 200 yards, ran for over 100 yards. Uh, a, a good debut for him with the Tigers. It was against Southern Guilford, a program that's struggling a little bit right now to get back to where they were when Daryl Brown was the coach there. But, uh, you know, this this is a game that uh, that's obviously very important to Dudley. You know, they, they sure don't want to be 0-2 with the schedule that they've got coming up uh, I think they're they're going to rebound in a positive way but uh, you know the the Alston Hooker matchup will be interesting how, how he responds against his former team and you know we'll see if this Ragsdale team it is for real it's been a while since they've beaten Dudley they're teams that play pretty much every year and uh, should be a very interesting matchup yeah it definitely should be and obviously a lot on the line and then Joe uh, some words that I didn't think that you and I would be talking about this year uh, Northwest and Western. One of those teams will be two and zero after this game. Yeah, a great, great win for Northwest Guilford to open the season. Thirty-five twelve at at Smith. Uh, they played very well over there. We saw, I saw them in a couple scrimmages. They've got a lot of young players. Not a heavy senior class. A lot of graduation losses. But uh, Kevin Wallace, the coach of the Vikings, uh, got to one and zero. And this week, going against a Western Guilford team that, that beat uh, Moorhead twenty to nothing to start out one and zero. Five interceptions in that game for Western Guilford. So their defense played well. Uh, they are another team that's kind of getting their numbers up. Coach Grantford Williger is trying to get things rolling there. Uh, it's been down for a while for the Hornets, but uh, you know if they were to get to 2-0, that would be huge for that program. And, and Northwest, uh, with all the graduation losses they have, one of these teams, as you say, is going to be 2-0 and going to have some momentum and, and you know be off to the kind of start that uh, a lot of positive things can flow from. Uh, certainly can. Joe, uh, it was an exciting week one. Looking forward to week two. Uh, Weather forecast is better. 
weather forecast is better, uh, I'll let you go ahead and plug uh, your story for this week heading into Friday. Yeah, uh, talk to uh, some of the key people for Grimsley, uh, which is 1-0. Beat North, Northern Guilford for the first time. They've only played twice, but uh, the last two years, Northern won that game, kind of set the tone for their season. Grimsley with a win to set the tone for theirs this year. Talk to head coach Daryl Brown about this is his fourth year, what has changed, what had to be changed with the culture of the program, and to grow it to the point where they they can be a factor again, the Whirlies on the state level, and talk to uh, two of the seniors who've been part of that, quarterback Christopher Zellis and running back Quan Nora. A lot of positive things to say from both uh, of the players as well as Coach Brown about the growth of the program, the growth of the kids, the commitment level at the school, uh, within the administration, uh, the enthusiasm from the students and how it's all grown should be worth reading. That'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. For my partner, Joe Serrera, I'm Spencer Turkin. We'll chat with you next week. Take care, everybody.